I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. And welcome back, everybody, to the 5.5 Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Ortiz, alongside my partner, Eric LeBou. We are back after, uh, how long did we take off? A week? Two? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I, I love how at the very end of the last episode that we did, I was like, you know, we have to do it every week. Yeah. And then last Monday came around, I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like it. Yeah, and I appreciate, because I didn't feel like it either, but I'll never tell you no. I have this weird thing about disappointing people. <laughs> so as soon as you texted me, I think you told me at about 1.30, yeah. eh, I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. Fine by me, brother. Fine by me. But we find ourselves, Eric, in uh, what could arguably be considered the most important series. I think we, everybody agrees it's the most important series of the year. But let me throw this at you. The most important series since 1996 to end the season. What do you think? No. I, no? I think I'm going to go 2010, the last series of the year against the Giants. Okay. Because they screwed that up. Well, first of all, they went 10 Well, they had to skid. sweep. Yeah, they had to sweep yeah. on that one. That's why I think it's unlikely. And guess what? They sweep them. They're in the yeah. playoffs. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it would be cool to go all the way back to 96. But in my opinion, yeah, in the last decade, and I mean, 10 years is a long time. It like, is. we've suffered through a lot of losing years in that time. And, yeah, this is uh, this is the most important series in the last decade and uh for certainly in the petco era i think is inarguable yeah and and to see what the padres have been doing for really the last month like you look at and they've won i i want to say roughly off the top of my head like 20 out of their last 25 i believe so they have been on fire but they haven't really gained a lot of ground during that time because the dodgers have been just as good they have been just as good during that time frame and they've been winning a lot of games too so uh, this is finally the first time where I'm able to actually look at the standings because they matter to us, and I'm able to watch the end of uh, certain games because they could have implications on the Padres and where they're seated at. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's definitely changing the way that I watch these games and uh, the way that you know the, the certain intensity that I feel while watching them. You kind of st- you you get that pit in your stomach now that you haven't had in years. It's a mentality, Eric, games. and uh, the reason I say that yeah. is yeah, exactly. uh, because it's it's important playoff. We're playing meaningful games in the middle of September. Yeah. Um, I, I just looked it up right now. I had it up on Baseball Reference. I had it sorted out. You are right. Uh, since basically. Uh, the pitch, <laughs> the slam right. that started it all. They are twenty and five uh, since taking ownership stake in the state of Texas. Um, so now they face some whatever teams, but Texas was a five hundred team going in. Oh yeah, to that and series, that just, dude. That just totally broke yeah. them. Well, yeah, that, that totally broke them. Yeah, that they were done after that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They beat a Houston Astros team that was actually pretty hot coming into the Dodgers eight series. straight. Yeah. Or excuse me, they, b- before they came into San Diego, they yeah. had won eight straight. They had won eight straight to and then claw we back to around 500. Yeah. yeah, sent them packing. Uh, beat up on the Angels, they suck. But they also beat a really good Oakland A's team. Uh, they've ended the Colorado Rockies' playoff hopes. They may have buried the Giants, who knows. Um, and I'm really the only series they struggled was that first one against Seattle. But other, for whatever reason. But other than that, uh, they've been on an absolute tear. And now, when you look back like, 25 games ago, I think we're all like, yeah, absolutely wild card. We're going to probably be the second, first or second wild card seed. Okay, great. So, you know, maybe we're the you know the fourth or fifth seed, right? That's probably what we're looking at. They have the second best record in the major leagues behind the Dodgers, and they legitimately have a chance to overtake first place. You told me off air you wanted to touch on that. Like, do we want first place? Do we want the wild card? I want first place. I don't understand. I haven't seen it everywhere, but I've seen it floated like maybe we don't want first place or maybe we just want to get in. I absolutely want first place strictly because the NL right now is so weak in in quality teams that you're likely to face a borderline, if not 500 or under team, as that eighth seed. Right, but what if you what if we do take the one seed from the Dodgers? And and don't don't get me wrong. Like at the end of the day, yeah, when the season started, I think my opinion was the same as everyone's. Like, hey, just get to the playoffs. And I think it was a pretty foregone conclusion that we were gonna make the playoffs with the expanded. I mean, shit, we better have right. And then. As time has gone on within the last couple weeks, I've kind of shifted from like, hey, let's just make the playoffs to let's take the division just off of principle. Like I want to be able to bitch slap the Dodgers and take the division. But then you look at it and it's like, hey, you know what? 
the if you take the one seed, what if we take the one seed and we have to face the Reds? And we got to face Castillo. And the Reds Gray are probably Bauer. not going to make. I mean, let's put it. There's there. a, there's the chance. You never know, man. There, and then you're looking at, and maybe it's not them, but you look at the like the difference between the eight seed and the five. There's really not that much of a difference. I, so would I, argue, I feel like at the end of the day, the uh, like who we're going to be playing, there may not be that big of a change. And if you take the one and you get the Reds, you're fucked. Let me let me argue this point with you. Right now, the eight seed. So here are the top eight teams. The Dodgers, the Padres, Atlanta, Chicago, Miami, Philly, St. Louis, uh, and San Francisco. Those are the top eight teams. So right now, if the season ended today, those are making the playoffs. Uh, Chicago and Atlanta would be their division winners, and the Dodgers would be uh, the West, obviously. So if you're the Dodgers right now, you're facing the fucking Giants. Yeah. And the Giants are 23-24, and and that's after we swept them. And I don't know what their series looks like. I don't think the Giants are that strong. I think Cueto is solid. Um, and he gives I him don't. a chance. I, I think he's solid. I don't think he's great. I don't even think he's that good. I think Cueto is dog shit. Eh. I really do. I don't. I and I haven't even looked at his numbers. But someone that needs to throw that much fucking deception into their game, <laughs> like that's he's trying to cover for something. Yeah. He doesn't have it. He if, doesn't fucking have if it. If they give Cueto five innings and he gives up three runs, which I think he's fully capable of, I think. I mean, he has to have been pitching well enough because they're still in it. And the. Their lineup doesn't... They have two guys in their lineup that scare me, which is Yastrzemski, who God knows what... I think he might have taken, like, some of his uh, his grandpa's bone marrow or something <laughs> to hit the way he's hitting. And then Dickerson. But that's it. But, like, if I'm looking at it right now, uh, the Giants are probably... The Giants are battling it out right now with Colorado, Milwaukee, maybe uh, Cincinnati, and, and the Mets. Uh, those are all teams with 20, at least 20 wins. Right. They're battling it out for the eighth seed. So, more than likely... If you're the Padres, or you're, or if you're the top team in the league, which the Padres are battling the Dodgers for at this point, it's not about just about division titles at this point. It's about let's try to get the best record because you're going to get the weakest teams and the easiest path to advancing. I'm not afraid of any of those. Like I'm not afraid of St. Louis. They're 500 barely, but I'm not afraid of St. Louis. I'm certainly not afraid of San Francisco. I would absolutely love to bounce Bud Black's ass out of the playoffs. That would be awesome. If it was Colorado. But like Milwaukee, 20 and 24, I mean, they're realistically, they're, you know, they're only a game and a half out. They're not that far out. What if it plays out to where the Padres are at the four seed and uh, Philly ends up taking the five? You worried about Philly at all? Um, Let me look up their numbers. No, no, because their bullpen is trash. And I think the Padres would match up. See, if it's, I still want the lead because, again, I want those bottom tier teams as 500 or less teams. Yeah. Um, And none of them look that good. But with Philly, their bullpen is like hot trash. I'm stunned they're even in it, yeah. to be honest, because I haven't really paid attention to them in the standings. Um, but their bullpen's awful, and with the way the Padres grind out starts, where they, you know, they can realistically get a starter out of the game, um, especially if they hit. If they hit, that starter's not going to go more than five. Like we saw that Cueto, right? Like they were patient, they waited on pitch, they ground out at bats uh, against him, and then they were able to knock him out. If they could do that against the Phillies and get into that bullpen in the fifth or sixth inning. They're, 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 the Phillies are toast. Like yeah. they abs- unless it's uh, unless it's uh, Aaron Nola, like they're they're absolutely toast because they don't have anybody that's going to go. I don't think that long. Um, is Wheeler? I don't even know if Wheeler's on the team. Uh, the Phillies also have a uh, what's their run differential here? I'm trying to. I don't give a shit, up. dude. I don't give a I shit do. about that. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I I do want the one seed, and I think worst case scenario, the Reds take the eight seed, and the Padres would have to play them, and uh, that would be a tough matchup. So that's the only part of me that is like, oh, I don't know if I really I want know, that man. one seed. But even then, the odds of that actually happening are yeah. so low. Like you said, like we're most likely going to get either San Francisco or Colorado or Milwaukee and I like my chances against any of them and don't get me wrong to be honest right now looking at all these teams in National League I like the Padres chances against anyone yeah the only team the only team that poses a threat is the Dodgers but we're four and three against the Dodgers and I think believe I think that was three and four three and four whatever oh excuse me the Dodgers excuse me are four and three so we won three out of seven and some of those games were close but it's not like other than when Paddock pitched it was like an absolute. Our drubbing. bullpen's also a lot better than the last time. We Much the better. Uh, and since. you, if you look at how the Dodgers have been playing, they're scuffling, man. They're coming into this series struggling. Yeah. Like they took, they took two out of three against Arizona, but two of those games, their wins went to extra innings. And it Arizona took extra innings. sucks. Like yeah, the, and Arizona. That's another team themselves. we. Yeah, that's another team we pounded out of the playoffs. Yeah, Arizona fucked themselves on both of those losses, dude. So like you're looking at it, and it's like, well, they couldn't. They didn't play well against Arizona. They lost a series to Colorado, like two trash teams 
they're scuffling, man. So I think this series, it's it's gonna mean a lot. And don't get me wrong, like with the with the whole, you know, does it really make a difference to win it? I want to win this series. I want to win it bad because Dodger fans have just been so fucking pompous, dude. Like just so elitist all the time. Oh, it's the Dodgers in the national media all the time. Well, the team really need to worry well, about kids it's the Dodgers. Born in like '89 and on, and fu- and fucking uh, John Smoltz. He mentions, oh, these are teams in National League. Doesn't mention the Padres at all. Oh, it's the Dodgers, and then it's the such and such and such. No, like, it's the Padres, dude. Like, I want, this is a three-game series. I want to take all three. I want to sweep them. I want to get them the fuck out of here. And I want to have the National League West title by the time that they're gone. A lot can happen in this next two weeks. After this, the schedule's incredibly easy. I want to touch on the bullpen real quick, and then we'll go back to the Padres' upcoming schedule. Let's, Let's talk about Tim Hill. Yeah, he looks like uh, someone one of the... mentioned that on the Padres Twitter. Yes, segment. I was going to say somebody was uh, had brought that up on Padres. A couple people brought that up. Actually, uh, good old uh, Michael Cook, oh, uh, my it? good friend. Yeah, yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Miguel, uh, Mr. Miguel Gallardo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miguel Cosinero. Yeah, uh, he had mentioned like, are we going to talk about like Tim Hill's good right now? So Tim Hill's he was awful to start right in his last eleven games. This is per. Uh, for baseball reference, eight and a third, three hits, two walks, eight strikeouts, no runs, not earned or otherwise. Yeah, uh, he's giving up a 325 OPS in that time frame, so he has settled in really well. And that's that's part of I think what we're talking about with the bullpen being improved. Obviously, I love Trevor Rosenthal. You know, yeah. T Rose is awesome. He's also it's absolutely a lockdown. It moves Pomeranz back down. Strong's been good all year. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right with the bullpen being much better than it was, and you talk about a sweep. I absolutely want a sweep. Yeah, I think Lamette's going tonight, or not? I don't think he's going tonight. I think uh, I had a question for you, by the way, uh, Dave Roberts, idiot. <laughs> yes, dude, Dave yes. Roberts is an idiot. Yes, there was for a, a lot of reasons. There was a tweet out from some fucking Dodger blowhard uh, simp who was sitting there. Dave Roberts wants to add three uh, lefties to the top of the lineup to force Lamette to face. Jack Peterson yeah. three times. Yeah, that or was go, Alden Gonzalez. Yeah, or go to a lefty so he can bring off uh, AJ Pollock. I don't know if people know like you can sort stats on Baseball Reference, but number one, Jack Peterson has been absolutely awful this year. He has a two eighty two on base. He's an automatic out. He's hun- uh, Hunter Renfro. Yes, basically. He's yeah. He's <laughs> not even that because he's not even slugging four hundred. Oh yeah. So oh. let me throw these numbers Yikes. out at you, Eric, because one of the biggest concerns I had against Lamette when I was trying to actively trade him or move him into a closer role. Oh, dude, ad nauseum. <laughs> he doesn't have an out pitch against lefties. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. I am always happy to be wrong yeah. when it comes to the Padres. Uh, when players are always, better. And I am always happy to remind you and anyone that will listen that you were wrong. Yes, and I'm sorry that I don't <laughs> screenshot every flip-flop fucking opinion that you have, yeah. Mr. Chancla. Yeah. Now, I would tell you that left-handed batters are hitting 141 with a 235 on base and a 236 uh, slugging. So they have an under 500 OPS. Now, if I told you that and you were a manager, would the first move you do be to stack three lefties, including a lefty, with a sub 290 on base at the top of the order to start the game? Is that what you would do, Eric? I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm going to say probably no. Yeah. I'm going to guess that you could tell a child and say, hey, these guys collectively are hitting 141 as an entire group. Yeah. And would you throw this guy up there? Well, no, because you're going to give yourself a chance. Now, granted, granted, right-handed batters uh, are got a 273 on base and a 385 slug, uh, 58, excuse me, slugging 358. So they're not significantly better, but shit, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, but what about the talk where oh, managers don't even write the lineups, the computers write the lineups. So I never. And, and the, the Dodgers are supposed to be this smart, analytical, genius team. Here's how I look at that, and we're going to talk about Jace Tingler. You're telling too. me they put together this lineup? I don't think this is how I. This is what I think. I think that people who hate advanced stats, like passionately, they hate war. They yeah. hate OPS plus. They just hate all of it. They like. They don't like it. I hated it for a while, and then yeah. I just started making my own version. Yes. M war. Yes. <laughs> and then I can just make my own rules as I go. If you guys want to do it, I can do it too. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't have uh, XERA. I have MEX ERA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? You're <laughs> My MEX Woba. Yeah, you're catching up. Yeah, so um, I don't think that front offices make the lineup. I've never gotten any indication from anybody we know, whether it's the Mad Friars guys, whether it's conversations we have with people who are in the know, right. that, the man, that the front office is actually handing down the lineups. What it has always sounded like is 
you have, especially with the quality control coaches, right? The teams that have those. But basically, you have front office guys who are the liaison that tell the manager, here's the info, here's what we'd advise, but these are the keys. Here's a Lamborghini, or in the Padres' case up to this point, a Pinto. Right. And go do your thing. So I think it's Dave Roberts understands, like, here's the info they're giving me, and I'm just going to run with it based on my interpretation. Because no front office, well, in know. their right fucking mind, A, would bat Jack Peterson anywhere higher than nine, and B, would stack their lineup with lefties when they know that the OPS against the guy on the mound league-wide in all of his starts amounts to under 500. There's no way. I've always felt managers are given the information and they have to apply it accordingly because otherwise, what the hell is the point of having him there? Yeah, that's fair. How do you judge him? But also, to be fair, no one really has a high uh, OPS when facing Denilson Lamette. They do not, but every point matters. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about the, the starters because we know Lamette's going tonight. And then we know uh, Big Dick Zach Davies is going tomorrow. Yep. So we're good to go. Now, who starts game three? I do not think it's going to be Paddock. I don't think it's going to be Paddock either. You know, he had that uh, sprained, sprained ankle, ankle. Yeah. which I don't know when he sprained it. They said... Uh, I think he was uh, tripping over his feelings. They said... <laughs> they said his brother texted him mid-game, mid sent him screenshots... Chris, hey. Chris, Chris, they said this about you. Yeah. Well, diagum. Hey, Chris, look at what the Mexicans are saying about you on Shit. Twitter. <laughs> I then turned my ankle into a tumbleweed and rolled it over, Michael. Yeah. The, that uh, Raza, the Raza folks, they're coming after you again. They're talking about uh, Denelson. <laughs> Raza folks. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you saw that happen, and it was kind of like, hey, is he done for the year? I, my thought immediately went to elbow, shoulder, or something. But when I yeah. heard his ankle, I was like, all right, maybe he'll be back soon. But, dude, against the Dodgers, know, I don't want... Chris Paddock facing the Dodgers in any capacity. I don't no. want him starting Especially against the Dodgers. Especially after last time. I don't even want him coming out of the bullpen against the Dodgers. Fuck that. The Dodgers aren't hitting lefties that well. They're notoriously not hitting lefties well. We have a great left-handed young stud who's three days apart from Mackenzie Gore and who happens to have a smoking hot fiance. Who I will remind you happens to conveniently thirst post on instagram if you can earn the right to follow and that's uh, adrian morahone yes that is adrian morahone so Another that's who i'm starting <laughs> that yeah yeah well you know i don't i don't blame you i don't think i think a lot of people were everyone moving him but right. and they i mean hey they still could move him at the end of the day but um not. morahone is my guy i'm starting morahone on wednesday and let him start and let him go. Yeah. Like, at what point... Like, there's always been questions about his durability because he's never really been that starter that, yeah. you know, is uh, starting the games and going deep into games. He's always kind of been, like, three innings here, four yeah. innings here, and that's even through the minors. And the whole time, everyone had thought that he was going to be a starting pitcher, and he really hasn't been. But at some point, you got to let it eat. And so yeah. with him, I'm letting him go at least four innings. But I'm yeah. shooting for five, if I can, depending on the pitch count. I think even if you want to throw him... And like, I don't mind. I've, I've been pitching this idea, I feel like, since we've been doing Piggybacking. this. Piggybacking? Yeah. You know, break guys in as bullpen guys or break guys in as, like, openers. The Cardinals have had a lot of success doing that for a lot of years. The Padres would do well trying to model themselves after the Cardinals. But um, I think you're right. I do like the idea of starting Morahone. I do like the idea of, like, let him go through the lineup a couple times. He has seemed more mature yeah. uh, this year than last year. I mean, he's been in pro ball now since he was 16. Right. Um, but he does, doesn't... Last year, he looked like a ticking time bomb, right? Things like you could see it in his body. He had that great opening uh, start, uh, the opener role against Chicago, um, and he looked great. I think it was like his... It wasn't his major league debut, I don't think, but he looked great. And then the next time he came out, I think it was like a Sunday start, he just looked... He didn't have it early, and he just looked bad. This year, I want to say it was against Colorado, he didn't look great to start the game. And then he settled in. I think he like struck out the side after giving up a couple runs. That's a big sign of maturity. It is because the biggest knocks we've heard on Morahone um, in Make numerous conversations is yeah is it's not just durability. It's it's the mentality, Eric. Yeah. It's 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 more like his his makeup. You know, he he gets rattled easy. Um, he's a little too emotional sometimes. Like he takes it too he takes it too hard when he fails. He makes it a little too hard on himself, and he doesn't. He doesn't know how to differentiate from I'm sore because I'm used to pitching once a week to uh, I'm injured. You right. know, So he doesn't – whereas is this year, I don't know about the injury stuff, but he looks head and shoulders more confident. Yeah. You know, he looks like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Give me the ball. Um, he that seems more aggressive change. in the strike zone. Yeah, and that I don't feel like he was throwing that before. Dirty. Yeah, I don't know if it was a confidence thing, but I don't feel like we saw that a lot last year. Yeah. But this year is basically like, hey, 
He has this really s- slow sweeping slider that looks great. Yeah. But that knuckle change is nasty. Oh yeah. Dude. So I'm, I'm mix all that for in with 97 with movement. 99. He's touching yeah. 99. <laughs> yeah, man. Free and easy. Mechanics. Like I, I feel like at some point, like you got to reward the kid for showing strides the way he has. He and I think will, a start yeah. on Wednesday, knowing how massive that game is for yeah. them, that says a lot, and that could go toward a lot towards his confidence whether he wins a game or loses yeah. a game. And we have the bullpen depth now. Yeah, no question. You know, the, the, where guys are bumped back, where if he doesn't go the full game, like we can just go to the pen and just one inning it uh, the rest of the way from there. But yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I think starting Marlon is probably a good idea. I think with Paddock, like, yeah, it's a rolled ankle, and maybe he did a bullpen session. But, like, you know, an ankle may not be as serious for long-term health. Like, oh, you're worried about his shoulder. What's his velocity look like? Oh, he blew out his elbow again. Great. But to me, like, with an ankle, like, that's your feet, man. Like, I think about Clevenger when he was yeah. doing the – you know, those flip tricks on the Tony Hawk skateboard yeah, he got. Yeah. I'm like, please don't roll it. In I know. Because, like, those, I mean, how do you drive? How do you plant? You know, how do you, yeah. how do you, yeah, it's the, it's the basis of your foundation, obviously. Exactly. Um, so I think Paddock is probably going to skip a start. I don't think that hurts the Padres at all. I like the idea of Morahone going out there. He looks like the guy that we've seen several times when we would travel to Elsinore. Yeah. That's what he looks absolutely like. Absolutely does. Confident. I know I'm better than everybody on the field. So yeah. hopefully he attacks. I don't, you know, with Paddock, dude, like, I don't know, man. I feel like they should just shut him down, right? Like I don't know if you shut him. We're down. getting to the home stretch, right? Yeah. We we skip him this start. He gets a start next week. That's one more start the season. Like, is he going to start? He's not starting in in the playoffs. He's not part of your rotation. You're going to put him in the pen. Are you confident with this stuff playing up in the pen? I don't know if you are. Um, I because, mean, he definitely would throw harder out of the pen. Well, there's been questions. I think the stuff could play up in the pen simply because could, he's going to throw harder and. A two-pitch pitcher typically is going to look better because he's only facing guys once or twice. I don't think it's a bad idea. Like, I look at, like, I point to this constantly. But the Giants would let Tim Lincecum start pretty much all year. And as soon, as soon as the playoffs hit, it's like you're in the bullpen. Yeah. You know, we're going to run Bumgarner, Kane, and whoever the hell else was on their staff. And Yeah, but and there's questions about pen. Paddock, whether he's tipping his pitches, yeah. whether his arm slot, like, because there's no doubt about it. Now with StatCast and different, you know, uh, measuring – tools that they have is you can see that he doesn't have rise on his fastball like he doesn't have a lot of movement it's a no. straight fastball and he actually has more movement this year but it's the wrong movement it's like flat cement mixer exactly he's basically and it, hanging and his changeup hasn't been great no so it's just like is that a guy that i want to let him try to figure it out long term absolutely like yeah no question but going down the stretch these last few weeks and into the playoffs sorry pal like hey yeah we do have confidence in you uh for our future we do feel like you're part of our future but for right now in the present you you don't have it and uh you know it's it's not gonna be an option for you starting games for the rest of the year that's they do have a day off uh after this wednesday's game against the dodgers where hopefully they're finishing a sweep um oh this, and we can tie this back into you know what we're gonna hopefully be clinching a division um I think you can keep him in the rotation for now. I don't think you use him in the playoff rotation, but I think you just, like, you skip this start, you give him one more, and then I think you just honestly would say, like, you know, right now, like, you're basically our number, you know, you and Garrett are basically, like, our four guys. Yeah. You know, whereas in the bullpen, if we need multiple innings, there's no reason when you're in the playoffs because you don't play more than, what, two games at a time? I think three max in a seven-game series. But the first two rounds are five. Well, it's a three-round and then a five-round. And then two sevens, hopefully. Right. And so I don't think you go and they're just going to go with their normal rotation. I think especially if they've already clinched it, regardless of where they're at, you try to run it so that at one of Lamette, Davies, or Clevenger are starting game one of your postseason. Right. One of those three. Because like, I'm confident. I'd, I'd like it to be Lamette. But if it's Clevenger or Davies, I'm not going to complain because you can stack the other guys behind them. Yeah, that's um, true. And you notice who we didn't talk about starting Wednesday, another left-handed pitcher, Mackenzie Gore. Neither one yeah. of us brought him up. There's been a lot of chatter about Gore, like, hey, bring him up. Now's the time. Wednesday or during the Dodgers series, a perfect opportunity. I'm not so sure about that. I was just going to ask I'm you. not so sure. I, I just mentioned about Paddock, about the whole, hey, now is not the time for you to work through yeah. it. He's at Petco all the time. That dude on Twitter that posts the videos of him throwing at Petco and them using whatever videos in the big screen, like, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. I don't think it's a bad sign either. I think, I think, man, I'm the, I'm the even-headed optimist, and right. you're the hothead flip-flopper. Right. To me, if, if Gore is there, it tells me two things. Number one. Um, he needs extra work. Well, that's maybe, all it tells maybe me. Maybe not extra work. Maybe it's they want him to work ex- exclusively 
with the major league coaching staff and at Petco where they undoubtedly have more tools. Like, I'm sure they outfitted USD to, to fit their needs with, you know, all the data and whatnot. The Padres opted out of league sharing data, by the way. I don't know if you knew Shocker. That. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. that. I'm stunned. Wow. Probably no keeping way. everything close to the vest. Yeah, wow. No way. Wow. But um, I just think, honestly, like, maybe he does. We have heard that he does need to work on some stuff, but he's been better. But at the same time, it's also getting in front of Preller's eyes, getting in front of the coaching staff's eyes, and getting, you know, instead of having like this what or this wish at version of all the tools that you have, you get him in front of the major league coaching staff and then the front office guys and use every tool available. So I don't think it's so bad that he's there because it, it might be like, hey, he's important to our future. Let's get him in front of our eyes and get him extra work just so we can focus on stuff. But Well, one either way, you know, whichever way you decide to look at it, I don't think that one of those reasons why he's there is because he's close. I agree with you. And I, I was going to ask you. I did like, however, I did like that video that showed them down in the bullpen. You see Clevenger watching, mm-hmm. the Rapsodo guru, Mike Clevenger. I, uh, that's I a, love that. That's I another absolutely thing love I that. wanted to bring up. Because if I'm not mistaken, Clevenger is a Rapsodo guru because Bauer was a rap soto guru, right? Like, I, I feel like... They seem like two peas in a pod, for they sure. They do. Um, and when I feel like when I read the MVP machine, Bowers featured heavily in that book. Right. Highly advised. But that part of the reason Cleveland brought him in was because they wanted to revamp their pitching program, and Bauer was a good way to do that because he's basically their 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 liaison to Cal Body and, and you know, right. that idea of pitching and working out. And suddenly, Cleveland is pumping out Every, you know, every Manila-looking draft pick suddenly <laughs> throws 95-plus. Like, Zach Plesak? Who? Yeah. Who's Zach Plesak? Now he throws 90-95-plus. Shane Bieber? Clevenger's another one. Yeah. Uh, Carrasco? Like, they just pump guys out like there's no... So, I, I feel like having Clevenger there, Clevenger can be to Gore and hopefully Paddock and the other guys, to them, what Bauer ideally was to him. But my question, like, I understand before we got Clevenger, like, the push to get Mackenzie Gore up or maybe let Patino start. But, like, at this point, now that we have Clevenger, who was an absolute stud yesterday, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. I feel like – like, I'm okay with Garrett Richards, you know, going – Garrett Richards, you're basically your five starter. Right. So, like, if he gives you five innings and gives up two or three runs, five or six innings, gives up two or three – like, he had a four-and-a-half ERA going into yesterday. Like, people talk about quality. Like, that's three runs over six innings. Like, it's not great, but if he's giving up three runs over six innings, like, the Ponders are probably going to win that game. But, like, I'm okay with that. I don't feel the need to push Gore, who's still developing. Clearly the front office does not believe he's ready. I don't feel – I don't understand the the push to get him up other than it's a big prospect name. Like, I don't think they need him at this point. Like, if the bullpen was still struggling and he was ready, like, we got to get another arm in the bullpen. Tim Hill sucks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever. That guy, I get that. Well, and you know? let's face it. I mean, at this point the offense has been so dynamic that it yeah. hides any – you know, yeah. inefficiencies that you have with your pitching staff, whether it be the starters or the bullpen. And really, dude, the bullpen coming around the way they have has been tremendous. Because if your pitcher, if your starting rotation, which has been very good all year, yeah. if they can't go through, you know, like let's say tonight against the Dodgers, let's say Lamette has he gets five innings, has one of those days where he just doesn't have it and he goes five innings, then I feel pretty confident with the dudes in the bullpen to take care of six, seven, eight, and nine. So. Uh, at at this point, man, like I I don't want to see Gore. I know uh, I think tomorrow on Tuesday is the last day to have him up to lock him in for the postseason. Yeah. I think your postseason rosters have to be set by tomorrow. So maybe we see him. I wouldn't mind seeing him put on to the onto the uh, roster because at that point, you know, he's at least there, so it's an option in the playoffs. But uh, do I think it's necessary by any means? No, I I, I just I don't. I'm gonna throw this number out at you, right? Because I know. You're big, big pitching, big hating guy, right? Mm-hmm. What do we like as a hitter? We like walks and dingers, and we don't like strikeouts, right? So right. as a pitcher, it's opposite. You like walk, you like uh, strikeouts, but you hate walks and dingers. Right. So when you take the Padres fielding independent pitching, walks, home runs, punch outs, the Padres have the number two lowest fielding independent pitching in the league. Are you yawning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start. You as started a, talking about yes. uh, about yeah. FIP and as a testament to where the Padres <laughs> are now. As opposed to where they were when we were like biting our nails anytime a starter came out. Right. Uh, the Padres have the number two fielding independent pitching next to surprise, surprise, the Cleveland Indians. Really? Yeah. Is that re- you said re- uh, bullpen? No, that's period. Oh, pitching. That is period. period. Uh, let me see. It will let me do relievers. So let's look at the bullpen. If you give me just a second. 
Either way, man, I just I feel a lot more confident with these guys coming in than I did at the beginning of the year. I feel like now that Pagan has kind of worked his way through the IL, he feels like I feel he like looks he's a back. Lot better. He's got the velo back. Um, he's got you know the the secondary pitches, and and he looks solid. And uh, Altavia has looked. <laughs> I mean. Jesus Christ, that's Dan Altavia's big, beautiful butt yeah, cheeks. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's one of my. In addition names. to the absolute wagon that he's carrying around up there, dude's bringing it high nineties with that slider. And what I I'm, thought he worked for waste management with that yeah. dump truck. Let me tell you, what I'm interested in is uh, Austin Adams. There's been talk about him coming back Ooh. soon, and he posted a uh, a video of him in the pen at USD, and like that's another guy. That's a that's the type of arm you want in the playoffs. So I tomorrow could be. A pretty big day roster-wise. There, we could see some shaking around tomorrow. Whether it's, I don't, I don't even know, man. I, I don't know where you would go as far as making the moves um, at this point. To be honest, like for the run that we're about to go on, I'm fine with Javi Ver- Javi Guerra being gone. Like I really am. I, I, if if he's the guy that needs to go to uh, make room for a guy like Austin Adams, if he's ready. That's the way I am going, and because uh, I, I want to see that arm in the playoffs. And if he has to be on the roster by tomorrow, sorry, what I'm, if it's I'm making that move. If it's Paddock, yes, I don't fine care. by me. I don't care. Fine by me. Um, so I just picked an arbitrary date. If you want to tell me when the Padres played the, well, I'll, I'll look it up here. But since I just picked an arbitrary date of uh, the 15th of August, because I don't remember exactly when the Padres uh, started hosing Texas, right? Um, but Give me one second. Since then, the Padres' bullpen is number one in fielding independent pitching wow. by a mile. Wow. 2.92. The number two team since then is the Athletics, who we just hosed, and they're at 3.58. And that's since August 15th. Now, again, I don't know when the Padres played the Rangers. I'm going to look it It was around that time, man. It's it was actually August month. 18th. Yeah. So they were already turning it around. Yeah. I'm sure if I go August 18th, uh, we'll be even better. Please don't. Time. Now, no. I was yawning. Now people are actually falling asleep. Well, if you want to... <laughs> Shut up. Seriously, Okay, let me, let me get to... That's the worst thing about any podcast I've ever listened to. Actually, if you give me just a sec, I can find this number. <laughs> like, like, no. I'm, I'm, I think we're good. There. Let me give you something you can understand. In ERA, since then, they have a 3-3-4 ERA. They are uh, fourth out of that. So only four teams are ahead of them. They're 26th out of 30 since August 15th in bullpen ERA. So uh, all the worries about the bullpen, and this is before the trade deadline. two weeks before the trade deadline. Right. And obviously adding Altavilla, he looks he looks good. Uh, Taylor Williamson, who was the closer for Seattle, I think he's at the, at the uh, training site. But, yeah, adding, adding Rovenstahl, huge. Adding a healthy Pagan is basically making a trade for a better reliever. He's looked a lot better. Drew Pomeranz is Drew Pomeranz. Yeah, Pomeranz, Pomeranz. The emergence Str- of Tim yeah. Hill. Yeah, the emergence of Tim Hill. Matt Strom. I mean, well, he's on the IL now. Is he? With the knee. Yeah, uh, he has his knee issue. Well, he was doing. And the thing is, him and Pomeranz were basically the only two guys right. that were doing well. So I don't mind uh, having, like... And in the playoffs, you add more home to that mix, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, if we have to have Stammen and Guerra there for whatever reason, like, they're not going to... They're not going to dump Stammen, unfortunately. Yeah. Hopefully they decline his option after next year. But, like, I get why they're hanging on to Guerra. But in a season, it's like, this doesn't matter. Like, I would have tried to package him. But whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But, yeah, the bullpen has been absolutely stellar. Um, so let's uh, let's keep going here. Well, so, hang on just a sec. If So I want to get into a conversation about uh, Tingler Magic. I was just going to say. But before, I'm seeing a thing here. I'm scrolling Twitter, and I see our good friend, uh, Change of Padres, David Marver. He says, holy shit, take my money. And he's quote-tweeting here, someone, uh, Evan Drellich. And it says, Commissioner Rob Manfred said in an online event tonight hosted by Hofstra that he is hopeful fans will be able to attend the LCS and World Series in the bubble. Mm. Would you go to a game? Nope. Let's say money isn't an issue, travel isn't an issue, and... uh, you have a chance to go watch the Padres in the LCS or the World Series. You're not going to a game this year? If you had the opportunity. Well, see, the problem is is that I am a, uh, a pre-existing conditions. You know what? If they made it where we would do like... I, I think the way they would do it is the way... It's a wrestling company that's doing fans. But they sit really far away and you have to buy group sales. Yeah. So I had told people in our uh, Rasa thread that may or may not exist that... If the Padres, when the Padres make it to the World Series, after they win three games, in one way, shape, or form or another, 
I'm going to watch every game looking for that fourth win with you and or my cousin. <laughs> One, yeah. I'm either going to be here or we're going to be in Santee right. watching, hoping for a game four win, no matter what, how long the game's going to go. So, would I go to a game? Mm. It's tough, man. It's a tough. It's tough because I'll tell you what. If they were to do it, where you have to buy group sales, and you have that section, basically, well, like, obviously, say, there's yeah. gonna be you know, there's gonna be strings attached to yeah. it. If, if it's forty percent be... capacity, I mean, how many people can really get in there? If it's forty, if it's it's less than half. So what is that? Like fifty? You're not gonna be able to spread out with groups of people if it's forty percent. If anything, it well, might it's... it might be twenty to twenty five percent. Yeah, because I think uh, most places. But either way, dude, if you're outdoors and you're masked up, stay away from people. I'm going, dude. I'm going to a game, no question. Yeah, but I I would be. It would be hard for me to say yes and no. Yeah. So. But uh, worst case scenario, I just expect us to be hanging out. Well, start uh, start booking your tickets to Texas, folks, because the World Series is at Globe Life Park uh, this year. uh, No matter who's in it. So uh, isn't Texas like a COVID hotbed? Whatever, man. (laughs) Hey, I'll show up in a hazmat suit to watch the Padres in the World Series. Do you no have to have a Costco God. membership card to get into Globe Life. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh, Tingler, Tingler yeah, Magic. Tingler, yeah, the Tingler Effect. So the Tingler Effect in which, you know, if you would have asked me about this, let's say before they had decided to hire Jace Tingler and they were kind of <laughs> trying to determine whether he was the right fit or whether uh, Ron Washington was the right fit, I'd tell you you're full shit uh, about the impact that he's made, and uh, someone was uh, DMing me here, uh, my buddy Jose, he says, uh, he wants to know, like, hey, how important is Tingler? He says the dude had to deal with a weird offseason, which he did, a lot of rule changes, which he did, I mean, that's part of the job, managing a bullpen with less days off, having to deal with double headers, runners on second, extra inning games, there's been a lot of change, and on top, I mean, the team has looked tremendous, and the reason why they've looked tremendous is the approach at the plate, this team is night and day. They're doing all the things right that need to be done right, and that's why we're winning games. Like we yeah. we are hitting, we are hitting, but you the little stuff is what helps them to win. It's, and I think Tingler plays into that a lot. And I, I think he's had agree. a massive impact on this team. I absolutely agree. I one hundred percent. I think I think that managers have more impact. I think I don't think they have as much impact as people think. Like. A manager can only make decisions, like in game wise, he can only make the right decision, results be damned. Right? Because, like, if I, like, for instance, Dave Roberts, right? He's an idiot. He's putting three lefties at the top of the order when lefties against Lament this year are under 500 OPS. Now, they may very well hit Lament. Who knows? Maybe they have a good game against Lament and they chase him. And then you can say, oh, see, he made the right decision. But I would argue he didn't because it's not whether or not a decision works out, is it the right decision? process there's been a lot of times where i've understood tingler's move maybe it's the wrong guy or maybe you know it's just it's just the wrong the wrong result and i think what happens is that that's how we judge managers it's it's always result based even though this isn't play calling right it's not hey norv we're throwing down the field and we're owning this fucking defense let's run the ball yeah right that, that, that that's not what a baseball manager does he's got to put his players in a position to succeed and he has to hope that they execute um, I do think that Tingler has had a huge effect. I think his overall his uh, his his staff has had a huge effect. I think Bobby Dickerson and Wayne Kirby and Wayne Kirby talked about it in spring training. Good fundamental baseball. Yeah, their you know, shifts. Yeah, their Kyle shifts Blazer. Yeah, their their shifts have been excellent. I think moving Manny to the right side of the field where he seems to have a blast. Yeah, made that awesome catch down the oh, right field God. line. Yeah, and he's just been you know it, I think. I don't know if their defense, their defensive run save numbers are better this year than last year. I'm pretty sure they are. I know their shifts seemingly have been much better, much more effective. Yeah. I think they're the most effective shifting team or one of them in the league this year. And I absolutely think that is a combination of the front office, the analytical team, feeding Tingler information, and Tingler having been a quality control coach, having under, worked in the front office, and of course having built a staff that's kind of a mixture of old school, new school guys. I do think that he has had that impact. I, I have no doubt that the, the, the play discipline, whosoever idea that was, or is a collective idea, is brilliant. We saw video early on in the year of these guys just on pitching machines, just taking pitches. Right. Right? They're just working on tracking the ball and taking pitches. And if there's one thing that I have preached since we started this podcast, it's that you've got to draw walks. Have to. You have to draw like On-base percentage is, to me, arguably the most important stat. Because I don't care if you slug 400, 380. If you can get on base at a 33 to 35% clip, you're going to score runs eventually. 
you might not score a lot of runs if you have a bunch of punch and judy hitters, but you're going to put yourself in a position to score. And the Padres just continue to do that. Even on days they don't score a lot. Like, I never feel like they're completely out of it, and they're never completely, like, shut down. Like, it's not last like last year Buddy Carlisle shows up and strikes out 12 and in seven <laughs> innings, and we got, like, three guys on base. Like, hey, you know, we didn't score any runs. We only scored one or two today in some of the games where we were legit shut down. But they got guys on. You know, they put themselves in a position, and it's just – that's just baseball. Sometimes. Well, it's like you said, like the managers get information fed to them, and yeah. it's how they choose to apply. Yeah, exactly. It. And it's... I feel like Tingler has done a great job doing that. And uh, you mentioned the thing about, you know, Glazer pointing out the, the small stuff, like with Cronenworth uh, backing up that play. That never happens in years past. And, uh, no. you know, another thing that I noticed, and I, I mentioned this, I was on a, uh, a Dodger-loving uh, YouTube, I saw that. I YouTube saw that. show. And I mentioned this yeah, part. but big uh, star. I think it was Will Myers was on third base, and the Fox Sports San Diego camera, they caught Manny telling him with his hands, like, hey, widen that lead. Get off some more because if there's a play at the plate, we need you to score. And they were in a little bit of a shift, and so the third baseman was far away from the bag. So just small stuff like that, a lot of small stuff adds up to big stuff, which adds to wins. So I just I feel like stuff like that is is massive. A lot of that (laughs) is just the veterans and having better players. Like, that's why we have a better team. But uh, having that stuff implemented is is really huge. And also, um, I know that you don't, really get a chance that often to listen to uh ben and woods on san diego's number one sports station 97.3 the fan or the radio.com app uh with the rewind feature but uh if you did they have skip schumacher they had skip schumacher on last uh friday i believe and he mentioned like the high velo machines the curveball machines whatever it is and he had mentioned that there's a fine line between using that and having it grow a player's confidence and sh- completely having their confidence shot from oh, it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And he was saying that guys like Machado, Hosmer, like they're they're veteran players who've been their solid veteran players are completely buying into that, and that's trickling down to the younger players like the Tatis, the Cronenworths, uh, the um, yeah, I smell that too. You smell it? Is the Bluntly boys are they around the corner? Yeah, I smell that. Who? They did a surprise collaboration. Yeah, so they're saying that uh, you know these guys are buying in, and I think that's a big change from years past because you've never heard about high velo machines or curveball machines. No, you never heard about I, that. I in heard the past. about stuff like that for like Doug Latta, who like that the swing guru. Yeah, but never for the yeah, Padres, never, especially yeah. not when Andy Green was here. No. Fuck no. Like all that we've heard for years and seen for years is Andy's Andy Green sorry ass throwing BP, Mark Grant shirtless throwing BP. <laughs> Yeah, to the team. That's all we've seen for years. We haven't seen them uh, with high velo machines. And, you know, to see that and kind of be able to better simulate in-game experiences, that's massive. And also they're doing drills using those machines to help with plate discipline. That has translated to the games big time. Even me, like, you know, and I've I've been on this, like, StatCast stuff. Like I told you, hey, we got to get the Zep app, which was, like, before the Blast Motion app. We had a blast sensor. Yeah. I've always been into the StatCast stuff. I think it's awesome. Even I was like taken aback. Like, I never thought about just standing there and taking pitches. Yeah. Something so simple. Yeah. Just stand there and take pitches. Take sliders, take fastballs. Just going to mix it up. And your job is to just track it. Yeah. That's all your job is. Don't, don't swing. Just track it. Go through your normal motions like you're going to swing and take a pitch. And I, I, I think you see that impact because, you know, I, I look at it like, oh, well, we have veteran players. I mean, really, who's a veteran on our team? Like, we have FAM. I think has a huge impact, but he was always been like an on-base guy, right? We have Manny, who I think has the most pull, and obviously Hosmer, who has the championship pedigree. He's been on championship teams, right? I'm sure he's telling him, "Hey, boys, this feels like just like it was with the Royals when we yeah. won the title, we especially out, after these moves." Yeah, yeah, we went out. You know, we got our Cueto and Clevenger. You know, we went out, we got our Cueto and Clevenger. I don't know. even think he has to tell him at this. No, point. No, he doesn't. But you know, know. he is. You yeah. know, he's like, "Hey, boys, this is what it feels like. I think this is our year, right?" So. But that's it. That's it for your veterans. Like, I mean, yeah. Myers, but like, Wills just seems like he wants to be along for the ride. And he's having a hell of a redemption season. Yeah. Uh, but like, Grisham is, this is his first like real full season in the big leagues. Uh, Tatis, full. really? Tatis, first. yeah. Tatis only played like half a season, barely last year. Which is year. funny, by the way. The last dozen games, Tatis has been slumping. And, and even nobody's, his, I didn't even notice. Even <laughs> in his slumps, he's getting on base at yeah. a 350 clip. <laughs> 
Like, that's his slump, dude. So, and I've noticed that he's been scuffling. And you saw yesterday, yeah. uh, he made an out and sl- he started slamming his helmet in the Let it out. Let it out, Bevel. So, it um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've noticed. But at the end of the day, he's Tatis. Hell, and uh, when you hit the ball that hard, you're not going to slump for you long. Know what it when is, you're that Eric? fast, yeah. you're not going to slump for I, long. I think El Babo just needs to bring back the tomahawk <laughs> chop. That's what I think it is. Yeah. I think that's what we're missing. But yeah. um, but I look at right? Like, he's young player. Cro- yeah. <laughs> Cronenworth is a rookie, yep. right? And, you know, you look at the outfield. Uh, I mean, so, you know, Nola, even though he's been around a long time, like Nola technically, like he's, you know, mileage-wise, a young player. Right? He's like he's like the, the, th- the 30-year-old kid who finally gets his license because uh, nobody wants to drive him anywhere anymore. Yeah. Right? Like he's older, but he doesn't really have major league experience. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a fairly young core group of guys. Like the pitching staff, other than Clevenger and, like, Kind of, sort of, Davies, but Davies is kind of an afterthought for Milwaukee. True. For the most, even I have never been so happy to be so wrong <laughs> about a pitcher. Other than Lament, like I'm so happy I was wrong about a lot of these guys. Right? And if but, you like, weren't sure whether you're right or wrong about certain trades, if you follow Kevin Crotty or uh, Padres Farm oh. or any of those other guys, they'll make sure to remind you with retweets yeah. from last December. Yes, they'll make sure to retweet themselves constantly. Yeah, but. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I... Which I can't knock on, because I do it myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> you do it to me. Yeah. You flip-flopping son of a bitch. Yeah. But, um, no, I think the coaching staff has had a big effect. Because we had Manny and Hosmer last year. And, like, yeah, Manny had, Manny was fine, and then he got plunked in Arizona, and then it just went to shit. I um, do, do kind of wonder, like, part of me, and I know, you know, the past is the past, but uh, he is having a very solid year this year, but I, I he's really... He's on a tear, solid. <laughs> no, I'm bringing up another player. I really wonder what would happen with Framil Reyes on this team and this approach and this preparation that they take towards, uh, towards their craft. I, I really wonder how that would have impacted the young yeah. man. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's absolutely No one ever enough. questioned whether or not the young man had fire in his eyes. Yeah. Well, like, the young man always had a goal to be a Major League Baseball player. He absolutely wanted to be a hitter. Exactly. He definitely picked up the bat with the intention of hitting the ball. Yeah. And Fran Mill was very, like, his first full season when I you know, when he when he came back up after the send-down, his BABIP was higher. So, I mean, he's like anybody else. Because he doesn't draw walks, he's completely BABIP-reliant. Remember last year before he traded him, was like, Dude, this guy's hitting piss rockets yeah. and just for out. So he's bad at reliant. But if you take that guy and you throw in like an 8%, 10% walk rate, that's like Jorge Soler. Like Jorge Soler, when I mentioned him like as, as, when we did our trade episode, like our pre-deadline episode, I was like, oh, you know, he actually walks a lot more than I would have given him credit for. Yeah. yeah he. I, I thought he was like Salvador Perez, you know, two walks every 100 plate appearances. But he actually walks at a decent clip. If Fran Mill turned himself into that, and just walk 10% of the time, he'd be like the premier designated hitter. Yeah. It wouldn't even be close. Exactly. Because here's a guy who's going to get, he hits the shit out of the ball, and he mixes in a couple of extra walks, and now you just have this premier, like, power hitter. Dare I say, he could be, like, David Ortiz light. Yeah, I feel like that, yeah, that was tossed around a lot. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he could be, because that's the last premier, de- I mean, he could be J.D. Martinez. Yeah. You want to talk about a premier D.H.? Watch and if and, and if he is either one of those guys or either one of those guys light, then that hurts it, losing it hurts. him. But you know, you have no to look one, at it. At no the one, time. no one saw this coming. No, I mean, nobody. nobody I think no you one. saw the DH eventually, but not this quick. Yeah, but not till like 2022. And, so are you really going to hold on to Fran Mill for three and a half more for two or three more seasons? And if we knew that it was coming this year, I'm fully confident he would have absolutely he been stayed. Here. Yeah, yeah, he would have stayed. There's, but we got there's no we got Nola, a yeah. catcher who can hit and play defense. Oh I didn't know they God, it's nice. God, <laughs> it is nice. It's so nice yeah. when he bats fourth. Oh, hitting fourth catcher, Austin. Yeah. Nola. <laughs> it's like the Drake meme. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. So uh, let's get into this Padre Twitter segment here before we wrap it up. We got about ten minutes left because we want to watch this uh, this Dodger game that's coming on and. There are a lot of people that uh, left voicemails. So, again, thank you for that. 619-354-9669. It's something. Uh, yeah, 619-354-9669. So, uh, give us a call. Leave a voicemail at any time. Uh, there are a lot to choose from. So, if I don't play yours, I am sorry. Uh, lo siento, if it's someone from um, them them Raza boys. I'm sorry. But there's a lot of them, so let's play a few. And uh, let's get the first one started now. Hey guys, it's Devin. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I'd let Trevor Trevor Rosenthal blow out my butt walls if he has nicely. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> Devin says that if Trevor Rosenthal 
asked nicely, he would let him blow out his butt walls. Would you? He doesn't even have to ask me nicely. <laughs> You're just opening up. Yeah, You're like, just, just hey, me Trevor, nice over. to meet you. I'm bending Q, over now. Two Kermit the Frog puppet meme. <laughs> yeah, I like that guy, too. You know, have you seen... Uh, they can call me Dan Nalgas Ortiz. I saw a few people... Uh, they were tweeting at him, and they said, "Hey, come on the Five Point Five podcast, just Please. because." And it, I love how, like, now the bit is like, "Oh, we have another Padre that's good at social yeah. media, so let's get him on our pod." When uh, Phil Hughes came on and got DFA'd, like <laughs> within two or yeah. three days yeah. after, knowing our luck, Rosenthal would come on and he'd immediately blow every serious clinching game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think as much as I would love to have Rosenthal on, I think we should probably pass. I shot yeah. my shot for Clevenger. Didn't work. Yeah. I made him a Tony Hawk. I never told theme. you. I shot my shot on uh, Bebo via DM before he came up. To come on our podcast? He was like in single A. <laughs> it, was the, it was the year he was going to start what out. a loser. It was, you... the year, <laughs> it was the year he was going to start out in uh, double A. You hopped in Tatis' DMs? Yeah, on Instagram. I was what like, is, hey, man. What a zero, dude. Whatever. He probably... well, how can you sit there and tell me? That I'm sitting... He wasn't even the number one prospect yet. Oh, How gosh. am I a zero when you're asking an established major league ace? <laughs> what 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 logic is behind this? It's just funny, man. Jesus. So I, I shot can, my shot. We, you shot it too? We you like loser. calling everyone light. I guess if you're uh, DMing single A baseball players, then you're James Clark light. Christ. Let's see what we have here. Hola. Como están, amigos? The L5.5 pinches gordos. Como están? Habla su manager. Jay Stingler, como están amigos? Uh, how are you liking the team? It's a good team. And that's it. So, I feel like he was like trying to Google how do you say team in Spanish and just ran out of gas. So I'll go ahead and uh, I'll translate this one for you because I know you need a little bit of help. Thanks. Um, he says, hey, 5.5 fat fucks. Uh, Jay Stingler, <laughs> how you guys doing? How you liking the team? It's a good team. Thank you, uh, Yes. We, uh, yes. Yeah, we love the team. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking asshole, Pinchy Gordos. Hey, Eric, Doc uh, Roberts here. Um, I'm driving to the ballpark right now. I just wanted to call and uh, thank you for your unwavering support of the <clears throat> Dodger organization and Dodger players and everything Dodger-related. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, I heard you even went on that uh, that, that JK28 uh, podcast. Um <laughs> Hosted by, uh, hosted by that Dan Pallet guy. Uh, I know he's a big uh, Dodger fan as well. I just, I, I just really want to thank you. Um, uh, it'd be nice if uh, you would uh, drop a pic on the timeline of that uh, Ron Say jersey that I sent you. Uh, you wearing that would be real nice. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope you have a great day. Enjoy the series. Uh, uh, eat shit, Danny, you Padre lover. Bye. You got a Ron Say jersey? Does it fit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Four X. Uh, thank you very much. That was Good Doc. God. That was Doc Roberts. They wanted to thank me for my unwavering support of the Dodgers. Driving to uh, driving to the uh, stadium, I hear. Fucking Palais, man. So I went on that. I went on that YouTube uh, show with him, and he he DM me. He's like, hey. I saw right through you, literally. He's like, hey, I, I want, and and that's. Fun. I'll I'll talk to you about that in a sec. But um, he's like, hey, I wanted you to come on. Would you you know want to do something? I'm like, hey, we got the Dodgers coming up. I'd love to talk some shit. And you see my Zoom back. Background is literally the Astros clinching against the Dodgers. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, <clears throat> so I get a bunch of, oh, Dodger lover. And then they posted the fucking thing. And they're like, oh, we have the, the Padre Twitter king. And dude, when Which I made tell your you. life even worse. When I tell you, I had a concussion from face palming so fucking hard. So let me ask When you I this. read that, I was like, son of a bitch. Padre Twitter king, dude. It, it Honestly, it's annoying as fuck because. The people that know me, it's funny. Because you know that that's yeah. not how I fucking am. But the people that are like, hey, I interact with them sometimes. Like, they're probably like, oh, this fucking guy thinks he's the king of Padres Twitter. And then I get lumped in with these motherfuckers that sit there and make shitty t-shirts and say, hey, listen to my podcast. Not hey! You. Not you. Not you. Now wait just a... Not now, you. Now wait just a goddamn minute here. I think you know who I'm talking about, you yes. stupid bastard. I get lumped in with those types of people, and it's like, hey, that's not who I am, you dick. Well, we're not getting an invite on that podcast. <laughs> fucking dickhead. Yeah, you put, yeah, the king of pottery. Which, uh, but, but my background, you said I was disappearing. Yeah. So I was on Zoom, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> Zoom's tough. And it's kind of embarrassing, but, I mean, I haven't got any sun during this quarantine lockdown. <laughs> Obviously, I've gained weight, but... Uh, 
the reason why I was disappearing is because I'm so fucking white on my what? on my cheeks. How many H's in the word flat? On my cheeks, where my beard does not cover, that is so white that it blended in with the white walls in the background. <laughs> so they thought my cheeks and my face was part of the zoom background. You did look thinner. Well, yeah, I mean, if that helped. I mean, that's because yeah, you know, my cheeks were gone. Question, but. real quick: Which one buried your mentions more? Austin Hedges getting a hit or being called the <laughs> Padres Twitter king? Austin Hedges base hit, like by far. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, that that shit. And I, I know a lot of people are, you know, it, they are bringing it up as a joke. But it it does bother me because I feel like Padres Twitter, like anytime someone tries to step up and like, hey, and like try to lead the pack with people, I feel like they always get shit on. And honestly, rightfully so at, at times. Not always, but at times. And I never want to be that person. Like, I never want to be that person at all that sits there and is like, hey, I'm the leader of the pack because I'm not. Like, I just like to shitpost about anything and everything. So, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, God fucking damn it. Oh, now you're big time and I'm just Sunday League, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. yeah, man. I don't know. But I think anyone, anytime anyone proclaims himself king something, it's their full shit. Whether it's the king, any, any office, right? King, mayor. <laughs> if you claim yourself the mayor of so and so, you're gonna be a dipshit. Right? A very reputable, yeah. So country neighborhood, yeah. Just a fat, toxic, ugly slob. Yeah. When I think king, I think of people asking for handouts from the Padres. Um, I think of uh, you know the mayor. Anyways, let's let's keep going. Uh, let's don't have, make me spit take for the love have, of God. <laughs> we have one more. So let's see. What we have. Hey, Eric, uh, this is a Mayor Ramona once again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I just had a quick question for you. You know, I, you guys didn't podcast after the trade deadline, but uh, what do you think of us not taking up Sam Coonrod off from the Giants? I mean, he could eat farm in the bullpen, and he seems like a swell fella. And, uh, yeah, maybe this year, you know, in the offseason, we can go out and get him. Uh, pretty glad we traded away Taylor Trammell, but uh, maybe we can get rid of some of the uh, Onya fella or uh, – Maybe another one of the Dominican players that we recently called up. All right, guys. Well, great pod. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, if you don't mind, I got to go pick up my hood from the drag cleaners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. Right on cue. Oh, God. Where do we even start to unpack that? Well, the mayor's really happy that we traded away that Taylor Trammell guy. Oh, I'm sure he is. And uh, surprised he didn't bring up uh, Babo and the uh, Tomahawk (laughs) Cup. He's really upset that uh, we did not get Coonrod. Sam Coonrod. From the Giants. So, wow. That's, uh, (laughs) I think I heard banjo music in the background, too. (laughs) I love this stupid ass. Was that movie Deliverance? Yeah. So, (laughs) thank you very much for that. And and just a reminder, if anyone's in the market for a home to sell their home or buy, you know, buy a place, uh, our good pal Mazone, Caldwell Banker, at AF Mazone on Twitter is the place to go. So make it's sure you not uh, a bit. Yeah, it's not a bit. Make sure you hit him up if you're looking to buy or sell. Uh, give him a call. And I I mentioned him at this point in time for no particular reason yeah, at all. None. Like nothing at all. Like I didn't hear his voice and get reminded to uh, you know yeah, tell you guys at all. Even. And as much as I like to plug my own designs at uh, <laughs> the uh, Teespring store, you can see it in my pinned tweets. Yeah. Mazone's got some also awesome. Graphic designs yeah. uh, for his own gear. Yeah, so, so maybe, again, we don't yeah. bring up Mazone for any other reason other than, I mean, hey, it's, we just I, it just came up him. into my mind. We just so. wanted to give him a minute. Fantastic call from whoever left that voicemail. The mayor! <laughs> it's clearly, he said <laughs> for, his name is mayor. Yeah, for the mayor. The so. mayor of Ramona. Uh, before we get out of here, any last thoughts about the Dodgers? Do you want to do predictions for the Dodgers series? I think they're going to take two out of three. You think because two I out think, of three? I think, Which game are we going to lose? I think it's going to be Wednesdays because I don't know who's starting yet. So that's the one game I don't have confidence. I think Zach Davies is going to carve these motherfuckers up. You think so? Just be, It's just, it makes sense that this uh, he's probably building like a next-gen, you know, computer to play the next you know online game yeah. and in between he just carves guys up with chains ups and makes them look silly yeah dude um, my absolute favorite post game like video or bit oh is, yes is the wait do you see my dick when i first saw it i was like oh i remember this song where's this oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah it said you got drilled by zach <laughs> davies that is dude that's my absolute Easily. favorite of all time all t- that is you that- see scrawny ass zach davis and said you just got drilled by zach davis with that music yeah and the logo i think it's a brazzers yeah. logo it's that is absolute that best. might be the post game meme of the year so you say two out of three you I think that they're three. they're gonna lose the game where tbd is throwing. i think they could i think they could sweep it's i'm confident into it let me put this i'm confident 
I think they can sweep depending on who starts Wednesday, but I'm confident two out of three. Like I said, Dodgers struggling. We got the top of the rotation going. Our offense is clicking on all cylinders. Fan has not been ruled out for this series. I love also. that. I love that. Turner's coming back for them probably Whoa. tomorrow or Wednesday, which is whatever. I don't think he's um, been that good this year. I have to check, but who cares? Yeah, no, we're, we're good. We're good off that. Trust me. Um, <laughs> I think two out of three also. I, I think that's the safe bet. Uh, but then, I want a sweep. Let's just throw that out there. We want the sweep. But we, I think, we do I think want right. the sweep. We do want the sweep. But you know what? I think what my prediction is going to be, I think they get swept. I think they get swept by L.A., I don't think they're going to win a single of these three games. And I say that because I don't want Latimer, human scum, Ridley, to take this clip and use it against me later. So I'm going to say we're going to get swept and we'll kind of we'll see how it goes. Suck it, scrub. Turner slugging 410. Take that. Well, maybe that's a good thing that he's coming back. Yeah. So uh, anyways, we'll check in, guys. I'm not going to promise doing a pod next week no. at all. But we will do a pod <laughs> when we feel before like Before the end of the season. Yeah, I think we'll, uh, we'll do our Unless next... Unless we clinch or something. I think know. our next pod is uh, when we bring in Sam Coonrod from the from the Giants. I think we'll have an emergency pod for you guys at, at that point in time. But uh, Are uh, they going to allow us, uh, once we clinch, to have an all-red hat game? <laughs> <laughs> Just all wear the same red snapback hat to make this country great, even yeah. though they were manufactured in China. Yep. Well, I hope so. I tell you what, I'm I'm certainly looking forward to that myself. But uh, hey, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, he's on Twitter at five point five Dan at Cinco Punto Cinco Dan. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Miserable SD Cinco, Fan. Cinco Punto Cinco Don. <laughs> Asento and La. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Podcast at five five Podcast. Uh, Thanks so much, and we'll see you guys whenever we see you. We're out of here. Let's fucking go, Padres!